So we come to our opening responses. The Christian does not think God will love us because we are good, but that God will make us good because he loves us. How great is the love that the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called the children of God. If you love someone, you would be willing to give up everything for them. But if they loved you back, they would never ask you to. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, with all your mind and with all your strength. Amen. One of the earliest and most famous of English mystics was Julian of Norwich. She is thought to have been born in 1342, and this year we are marking the 600th anniversary of her death in 1416. But why has this obscure Norfolk woman become so influential in the last few years, so much so that she is now included in the Church of England calendar, and for some people is assumed to be a saint? The reason lies in the publication of a book around 1395 called Revelations of Divine Love. Julian believed that sin was necessary to the human predicament because it brings someone to self-knowledge, which leads to acceptance of the role of God in their life. Julian describes how God suffers with his creation as it experiences great and multifaceted evil, much as we see today. She was voluntarily enclosed in her cell for most of her life. Yet she can reflect that living in such times was not without major challenges, particularly for a woman. Julian, a woman of courage, of course, lived in great turmoil. And an anchoress, a woman who has set herself to be like God and with God, when there's a hundred years war going and black death surrounding her. She was a woman of courage, but she had a free spirit and her theology was largely optimistic. She spoke and wrote almost entirely of God's love in terms of joy and compassion. Revelations of Divine Love contains a message of reassurance based on the certainty of us being loved by God and of being protected by his providence. Julian makes little reference in her diary to contemporary events of her times and adopted a style of life which was alien to her contemporaries as well as us today. So what, it, what is it about the visions of this 14th century female recluse that speaks so relevantly and is so popular to the condition of 21st century men and women. It is the givenness of her revelations, which can be summarized in four crucial aspects of love. God's love for us, our love for our fellow man, our love for ourselves, and our love for God.
God is love. Therefore, he is incapable of doing anything that is not an expression of love. God's love is simply abounding. It oozes out of all his creation, in the loveliness and variety of nature, in the stillness of a perfect sunset, the beauty of hoarfrost adhering to branches after a cold winter's night, in the wonder of the universe reflected in the stars. I am sure you can add your own experiences. The beauty with which we are surrounded is the expression of his love that Julian of Norwich revealed to us in her revelations. He made us, he loves us, a love made by the essential goodness of the Holy Spirit, a love that is mighty through the might of the Father and wise through the wisdom of the Son. In his love, he clothes us, he enfolds and embraces us with tender love which completely surrounds us, never to leave us. He wants us to know that the noblest thing God has ever made is mankind and its complete expression and perfect example is the blessed soul of Christ. And just as he made man out of love, so by the same love, God would restore man not merely to his former bliss, but to one that was even greater. Just as we were made like the Trinity at our first creation, so our maker would have us in heaven forever by virtue of our recreation. And however wonderful all this be, it is as nothing when we compare it with God's greatest act of love and the extent to which he was prepared to go for us. That unquenchable love was manifested when God chose to become man, when he chose to take our flesh, when he decided to enter this world in the same way as we do and to suffer death for us and our own salvation. It is God's example of love that so influences how we in turn act in our attempt at emulation. Whether in the healing skilled hand of a surgeon, a mother sitting for days at a bedside beside her sick child, a boy helping an old lady in difficulty, a hug to comfort the bereaved, someone in a restaurant prepared to listen patiently to a stranger unburdening his or her worries, in the sacrificial love of being prepared to die for others, in the romantic love at the root of forming close physical relationships. We have all experienced love in some form. Julian and Norwich lived in difficult times, but her theology was optimistic and spoke of God's love in terms of joy and compassion. The most characteristic element of her mystical theology was a daring likening of divine love to motherly love, a theme found in the biblical prophets, as in Isaiah. According to Julian, God is both our mother and our father. In her revelation, Julian compares Jesus to a mother who is wise, loving, and merciful. Christ is not like a mother. He is literally the mother. 
Julian emphasized this by explaining how the bond between mother and child is the only earthly relationship that comes close to the relationship a person can have with God. So with assurance of God's love for us, with every indication of love given and acceptance that we need to love ourselves in maintaining healthy lifestyles and self-respect, Julian of Norwich leaves us the challenge of daily demonstrating our love of God. The unconditional reciprocated love as given to a child by its mother can perhaps give, for most of us, a model of the relationship which we should hold in gratitude for God. Amen.